My name is Anna Grutzner, and my intention is to discuss, embody, and share my learnings in all things psychology, the human mind, mental health, and wellness. This is a platform to refresh my own knowledge and stimulate conversation before I pick up further psychology studies after completing my bachelor nine years ago. I welcome you on this journey of learning, unlearning, and relearning psychology and what it means to be in joy. Hello, and welcome to today's conversation on goal setting. I've actually started my first week of uni this week, so I'm back online studying my graduate diploma of psychology advanced, and it's very exciting. They've opened the module. I'm using this software called Moodle, where I download all of the material and work through it in my own pace which is really great with a full-time job. It's been a very busy week this week and I've been slowly working through it in my own pace, in my own time. There's 10 things on the agenda this week for uni. There's a bit of an introduction. We're talking about skills, values and attributes of psychology graduates, talking about the psychology pathways and supporting organisations, preparing for your career, goal setting and action plans, formal career counselling and vocational assessment, mindfulness, and then there's a practice test and then a secure online test. So that is all of the content that I have to cover. They say it takes 20 to 25 hours per week. I'm aiming for 10 because it's hard to fit it all in. And not everything is going to be relevant and shareable with this enjoy audience I have. So what I thought I would share today, given I've already spoken about mindfulness, is goal setting and action plans. The university have mostly focused on the psychological literature. So previous academic papers, journals, psychologists who have gone and researched the topics of goal setting and motivation. So I'm going to start there. Give some love to to the original theorists, but then I'm also going to dive into people that I follow and that I really believe. People like Jay Shetty, Mel Robbins, Rob Dial, different people that have podcasts or platforms of influence who talk about goal setting and whose theories, while maybe not backed by research, really resonate with me. I have been setting goals for as long as I can remember. Actually, that's an exaggeration. Probably since about 2018, I remember I was at a phase where I moved back from Sydney to Melbourne and I was just a bit lost. I left a job that I really did love, to be honest, in Sydney, but I just needed to come home for a bit. So I quit my job, came home, and I went to Bali for two weeks over Christmas, New Year's with some friends. And I remember just taking some time on the plane, really sitting down, thinking about my next steps, where I wanted to go and where I wanted to be in two years, five years, and even 10 years. And it's funny, I was looking at these goals this morning as I was reflecting on goal setting. And some of them are quite funny. I'm not going to read all of them because it's it's very personal and very close to me, but 
I was very ambitious for sure. I said I wanted to have a psych master's and an MBA. I wanted to have my own business. I wanted to, I'm just really filtering through what's appropriate to share here. I said I wanted to be creating sleep podcasts with a mix of music, breathing exercises and positive affirmations for different time durations. So I wanted a 45 minute one, a six, seven, eight hour time frame for people that are sleeping. Because in my head, I had this theory about unlocking the enormous potential of our brains while we're asleep having certain sound waves that can either heal or enhance memory, learning, consolidation. And I sort of thought that by what year will it be? I don't know, 2026 or whatever, there would be some sort of technology to support this. So anyway, I'm sort of not that far off that path, given I'm here ranting my little heart out on a podcast. And what else did I have? I also had some travel goals, so Japan, New York, London, Africa, and India. I haven't made it to Africa and India yet, but I would absolutely love to. Um, What else? Strong, fit, and healthy, practicing daily meditation, yoga, walking, running. Amazing relationships with family and friends. And then I also wrote down skills that I will need to achieve these goals. So what I wrote was writing, public speaking, and research on Buddhism, sleep, psychology, brainwaves, sound waves, and the subconscious mind. So anyway, I thought I would open the conversation there to share how 23-year-old Anna was setting goals. I also had a short-term list, which I've just scrolled up on, which is quite funny. Car registration, create a vision board for my future, enroll in uni, And go to Cutty Beach. So some really basic, short-term, achievable goals. Have a think about what your goals were. If you've kept them anywhere, go and look back at them. Have a little reflection and see where you are now versus where you hoped to be back then. I think there certainly has to be room to reassess and to pivot and setting goals and achieving goals is less of a ladder and more of a lattice, being able to move sideways, go backwards when you need to, keep progressing forward. It's just a motion of movement. One really strong research or body of research is Latham and Locke. So they were two researchers that spoke about goal-setting theory. They define a goal as the object or aim of an action. There are a few core tenets of this theory, and they are that a specific high goal leads to higher performance than an easy, vague goal or nothing at all. So an easy, vague goal is something like do your best, and then nothing at all is obviously setting no goal at all. So here we need to set high goals, shoot for the moon, land amongst the stars. This is how we achieve our highest performance. They also set out that there are variables like feedback and participation in decision-making and competition that actually have no effect on behavior unless they lead to the setting of and commitment to a specific high goal. They also talk about two additional concepts called moderators and mediators. 
Moderators are variable influences of the strength of a relationship between two other variables. And mediators are variables that explain the relationship between two other variables. So that's all sort of psych lingo. Let's dive into what they actually are. So a moderator, there are four. The first one is ability. So does the person setting the goal actually have the task relevant knowledge or skills to achieve that goal? Number two is commitment. So the goal only exists with commitment from the person who is working towards achieving that goal. And this is really important in employee, employer, goal setting conversations, making sure that you have their buy-in and that they're really on board to achieve that goal. The third factor is feedback. The person setting the goal needs feedback on their performance, what to start, what to stop, what to do differently to attain that goal and having regular check-ins because these things will shift, change and move throughout the journey to achieving that goal. The fourth and final moderator is situational constraints. So the person must have the requisite resources to achieve that goal. Maybe it's money, maybe it's technology. What are the crucial steps that are involved in achieving that goal? So the four moderators, ability, commitment, feedback, situational constraints. Now let's talk about mediators. These explain effective motivation. Number one is choice. What is the course of action required to achieve these goals? What choices do I need to make to achieve these goals within the time frame that I have set? Second is effort. High goals require significant effort. It's about changing something, doing something differently, and really driving that effort towards the goal to make sure that you can achieve it. Number three is persistence. Again, another requirement of commitment. You need to persist even when it's hard. You need to keep showing up even when you don't feel like it, even when you're not getting met with support or an easy outcome. That persistence is really key to achieving goals. The last one is strategy. This is both a mediator and a moderator, and it's the discovery and search for ways to attain higher goals. So after you've set your goals, really thinking about different pathways to achieve those goals and setting strategies in place. So the mediators, choice, effort, persistence, and strategy. What's actually the benefit of setting these specific high goals? They really allow us to observe, monitor, evaluate, and adjust our behavior. Maybe we're trying to see an improvement in the number of or the degree of successes attained in any given space in our lives. They can allow us to achieve a sense of pride and achievement. And specific high goals can be individual, group, departmental or organizational. The central variable in management by objectives, frequently used in organizations, really needs to hone in on this specific high goals theory, because this is how we drive organizations, people, individuals in one single direction and really steering the ship. Rogers and Hunter, in 1991, two researchers, revealed that there was an average gain of 
56% in productivity when top management use this technique of goal setting. What are the different types of goals? Firstly, there is performance goals. These goals focus attention on desired outcomes or a hard criteria, a cost or a behavioral outcome. Maybe it's a financial target or if it's a behavioral outcome, maybe it's displays of ethics in the workplace. They are short term, they prove skills and competency and they often are workable or achievable for people that have higher cognitive ability. On the flip side of that, often these people set attainable performance goals because they want to impress people. They want to show or prove that they've achieved the goals that they set out. And they may not be challenging themselves because they're so afraid of the fear of failure. On the other hand, we have learning goals. So these have the same properties as performance goals in terms of being specific and being difficult. However, the focus of attention is on ways of addressing these goals and it's focused on the learning journey and it's longer term. People often set higher, more challenging goals when they are learning goals because they're not as afraid of not hitting that target. I think it's really important to have both performance and learning goals and to bring them both together. Maybe you could set the performance goal as the end target and outcome you want to achieve and use the learning goals as a pathway to that goal. What do you need to learn, expand on, do differently or achieve in the lead up to that final outcome or that final goal? So what are some other factors that actually impact our goal setting abilities or tendencies? The big five personality traits, conscientiousness, openness to experience, agreeableness, extroversion, and neuroticism. Another study took those big five traits and correlated them with goal setting abilities or tendencies. And what they found was that the strongest positive correlation was between conscientiousness and goal setting. This is because conscientious individuals have a really high need for achievement. They also found that extroversion and openness were positively but weakly associated with goal setting. They found that neuroticism was negatively and strongly associated or correlated with goal setting. So people that are neurotic do not like setting goals. And I imagine that is probably because of the angst that they would feel around setting and achieving those goals. They probably shy away from them because they are tendent towards negative emotion. They also found that agreeableness was negatively and strongly associated with goal setting. So people that were agreeable would actually set either no goals or less difficult goals that they could achieve. And this was theorized that it could be because they would rather fit in than perform. The application of goal setting is really important within teams. We've touched on it briefly before 
but it's really important to ensure that the goals are in concert and not in conflict. And this can really be achieved within a team through information sharing and open communication between team members. Are you working towards the same goals? It's also really important in a leadership setting. Leaders are expected to set the goals and create that vision and that direction for the team beneath them to work towards. It's also important in education. So studies found that GPA increases with goals, one study indicating by plus 30%, and it also reduced negative affect or negative emotions around one study. Another application of goal setting is in sports. Williams in 2013 differentiated between process, performance, and outcome goals. Process goals is discovery, techniques, strategies, like learning goals that we spoke about earlier. Performance is personal achievement. So an example would be a time to complete a race. So again, very similar to those performance goals we spoke about earlier. And lastly, there is outcome goals. So that's the end game. Maybe it's achieving the number one spot in a race. Process, performance, and outcome, taking that step-by-step journey. That is the psychological literature. It was a bit hard to get through, I'm not going to lie. I read chapters and chapters and chapters to extract all of that. What are we, 15 minutes worth of information? Uh, It can be pretty dry in there, in those academic journals. So then what I did was I listened to a few podcasts and... I really love Jay Shetty. I speak about him a bit on here. And he talks about his secret recipe to goal setting. He has a four-step plan. First is growth. So what do you need to grow in order to achieve your goals? This is all about taking personal accountability. An example of a goal might be to grow your audience or to grow your Instagram following. That in and of itself is not really a goal. It's an outcome that you want to achieve. So it's about saying, okay, well, what can I do to grow myself, to grow my abilities in order to achieve that goal? Maybe I need to be putting out more content, different content. Maybe I need to be engaging people in a different way. The second factor is what is a yes versus what is a no and a maybe putting really clear boundaries in place and knowing what your priorities are. If you have a social function coming up, but you really want to right now look after your mental health and you really need a you day, can you say no to that function? Or maybe you have an opportunity to travel, but you also have a really big competing work project. Which one matters to you more in order to achieve those goals? Setting this out from the get-go so that when it comes time to make that quick decision, you don't even have to think. The third step is an action plan. So figuring out what the goal is, what the top step of your ladder is, and then setting out pillars leading up to that. What action can you take today to help you achieve the next step, maybe in a week's time, and then the next step after that in a month's time? and setting out a clear list of things that you need to do in order to achieve that goal or in the lead up to achieving that goal. 
The last one he talks about is having one thing you want to launch, one thing you want to learn, and one thing you want to love. Maybe if it's a new year resolution, you could think about that in the context of the year ahead. And he also talks about what you want this to be the year of, and I've really resonated with this. Is it the year of growth? Is it a year of sorting out your health? The year of getting onto your path? The year of saying yes? The year of saying no? I look back at all of my years and I have very clear ears. And I think it's nice to put it into that context because it's just a sort of narrative or a story you tell yourself about that year and matching your behaviors. I probably haven't done it as much justice as Jay does. So I'll link his podcast in my notes. And the other one I wanted to talk about was Mel Robbins. She talks about this concept that really made sense to me because I was thinking a lot about my goals and what I want to achieve. And I was feeling quite overwhelmed because there are so many and they're all in very different spread out areas. So I know for myself, I really need to zero in on what I want, especially now I'm getting to this point in my life where I am an adult, I have to start narrowing in, making decisions and choosing a pathway. I think when you're younger, it's great to keep your options open for as long as you can, but it comes to a point where you do have to decide where is my path? Which direction do I take? And Mel Robbins talks about the concept of when you're stuck on goals, go bigger, start to think about dreams. It can be hard to think about, okay, what do I want to achieve in the next year? Because it's very, it's very tangible. It's performance goal. It's right there next to you coming up in your future. Whereas if you think about dreams, it enables you to let that guard down and to think bigger, go wider. What do I really want to achieve in this life? She also talks about concordant goals. And these are goals that you feel really personally tied to and that have meaning to you, which is so important because there's no point in setting a goal that you're not willing to put the work in for. You will only be persistent and apply that effort if you truly care and believe in the goal. She talks about the University of Oregon who put together a study on the two essential ingredients to a goal. It's the will and the way. The will is the why. Why is this goal important to you? Why do you want to change? And why now? And then the way is the how. How am I going to get there? What do I need to do in order to achieve that goal? So there we have it. The psychological research on goal setting, personality and goals, and different theories from more modern, influential speakers like Jay Shetty and Mel Robbins. This episode had a little bit of a mix, which I think is good. A bit of old, a bit of new. I hope you learned something new. I hope you got something out of today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review, share it with a friend, and find me on Instagram to hear about all of the little updates I post throughout the week. I hope to see you there. Otherwise, I'll see you back here next time.